Greetings and welcome to the Health and Wellness Show. Our health podcast is dedicated to providing you with science-based knowledge to help you attain a happy and healthy life. Topics are from patient files and from questions from members and chosen items are of general interest. Your specific topics can be handled through our question and answer section of the website. Okay, today's topic is type 2 diabetes. What is it? What does it do to me? And how can I prevent it? This topic comes from patients. Every day in my practice, I have multiple diabetes patients. In America alone, currently about 60% of our population is either pre-diabetic or active diabetic. Now that's over 200 million people. So it is very possible that either you or a relative or someone you know has this disease. Diabetes is also a textbook case of a lifestyle disease and a classic example of the use of preventative medicine and why we focus on the why with both diagnosis and treatment options. So what is diabetes? Basically, it is a metabolic disease. The body's normal metabolism of carbohydrates is abused to the point that it no longer works properly. Humans are very flexible as to dietary items, and we are classified as an omnivore. We can eat either meat, vegetables, or fruit, whatever is available. But our biological ancestors were primarily meat and vegetable eaters with small amount of fruit as available. Just think about it. In the old days, when a fig tree had ripe fruit, there was a lot of competition for those figs. Insects, birds, other mammals, we just not get that much of it. Now, meat has no carbohydrates, and it was the major source of nutrition for most. Vegetables in nature are of the complex carbohydrate type and are slower to metabolize and have very little to do with sugar spikes. Nature's vegetables are mainly roots and plants. Now, fruits can cause sugar spikes, but it was a very minor part of the ancestral diet. The metabolism of sugars requires a hormone we produce called insulin. It is produced by an organ we have called the pancreas. Actually, the primary function of the pancreas is to produce pancreatic enzymes, which help in food digestion. Insulin production is sort of a secondary function, as our ancestors just did not use that much. Metabolism of the complex carbohydrates in natural vegetables is a fairly slow process, with the sugars contained being released over a longer period of time, so high insulin needs and peaks just did not exist. And this is our basic metabolism that has existed for millions of years. Then, about 10,000 years ago, we started farming. Now, when you consider the million of years of our ancestors, a 10,000-year time frame is a very, very short period. For a major change in metabolism to occur would take hundreds of thousands of years. But we started growing high-carbohydrate crops, such as wheat, rice, and more recently, sugarcane and the now city-focused population started to rely on those very high-carbohydrate fruit sources for the majority of their diet. And that is where we are today. A high percentage of the typical diet is carbohydrates. We currently consume 152 pounds of sugar plus 122 pounds of flour per person per year. I have actually seen nutritionists recommend of up to 70% of your diet for carbs. And actually, we are metabolically designed for the majority of our diets to be either meats, fats, or vegetables, not carbohydrates. 
our normal blood sugar levels are around 100 or so. When you ingest a high glycemic carb, such as sugar, potatoes, or bread, your blood sugar can spike to very high levels, as much as 800 or more. The body attempts to handle that by quickly producing a high output of insulin. The function of insulin is to take the blood sugar and get it across the cell membranes and into the cell where it can be metabolized in your mitochondria. A normal human has about 30 trillion cells, and each of those has many hundreds of mitochondria. So insulin has the job of making sure the blood sugar can enter the cells from the blood. Now, if all of the cells cannot use the extra energy, the excess is stored in fat cells. So if you're getting fat, you're simply eating more than you can use, and the extra is being stored for future needs. And that's a good thing. That's an ancestral inheritance, as many of our ancestors actually starved. When the blood sugar spikes to high levels, the pancreas tries to handle that by really pumping out the insulin as high blood sugar can harm proteins in the body. That harm is in the form of glycation, which we will discuss shortly. At any rate, after a long period of high sugar spikes and metabolic abuse, usually anywhere from 10 to 20 years, two things will occur. One, the pancreas can no longer produce that much insulin. And two, the insulin decreases the ability to transport the sugar across the cell membrane. At that point, you will have the disease of insulin resistance or prediabetic. That point is discovered with a laboratory test called A1C, and your reading will be 5.7 or higher. You want to try to keep your A1C readings in the 5 range or lower. A1C is actually a measurement of how much glycation has occurred to your red blood cells and is a 90-day average of that reading. Once the reading reaches 6.5 or higher, you are officially diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. So the question of what is diabetes, it is a metabolic disease where the normal processing of carbohydrates is altered to a damaging and eventually fatal condition. Now the question is, what does it do to me? To really understand this, we must have a firm grasp of two concepts. One would be high glycemic index and the second is glycation. Glycemic is a term used to describe the blood effect of a nutritional substance. Pure sugar has a glycemic rating of 100. Meat and fat has a glycemic rating of zero. White bread is about 75. White rice is about 73. Cornflakes are about 83. There are glycemic index charts that shows the ratings of most of the things we eat. For health purposes, you want to avoid any over about a 50. A high glycemic index product shoots the blood sugar up immediately and that forces the high insulin requirements. So the definition of high glycemic index is a foodstuff that forces blood sugar to high elevated levels. Now this high blood sugar level that the glucose actually reacts with proteins. This process is called glycation. Chemical reactions are influenced by three primary things, temperature, time, and concentration. In the body, temperature is pretty constant, and the time frame is nearly instantaneous, so concentration is the main variable. With high blood concentrations of glucose, the reaction is tilted toward glycation. When glycation occurs, the protein affected is changed. It is no longer that exact protein, and it may or may not function as it was intended. 
Whatever its function, it has now been changed, either a little or a lot. And in the body, there are many very thin layers of cells which contain protein and that have very specific functions. Your brain cells, your eye retina cells, your kidney, your nerves, your lungs, your blood cells are all very subject to glycation damage. And that damage creates body-wide chronic inflammation, which is a causative agent for many diseases. Since there are millions of cases of diabetes, the whole cycle is well understood and is referred to as the diabetic pathway. And here's how that works. It begins with a diet and lifestyle which causes the body's insulin production to be stressed and burdened. This is a direct result of a diet with high glycemic items on a regular and high level. After anywhere from 10 to 20 years of this dietary and lifestyle abuse, several things begin to present. One, the insulin starts having a harder time getting the glucose into the cells and more insulin is required. Again, this is known as insulin resistance. And two, the pancreas starts to have difficulty producing enough insulin. Now you are in prediabetes and the blood sugar tests will start showing an increase in blood sugar. The large variations in blood sugar has effect on many body functions. The eye is damaged and macular degeneration can occur. You basically go blind. Your arteries are affected and high blood pressure and related heart disease is noted. Your kidneys are affected and kidney damage is noticeable. The fat cells are increased and obesity is observed. The glycation of protein shows in the skin with increased wrinkles and aging. The low blood sugar phases produce strong appetite surges, which result in binge overeating and even more weight gain. So somewhere along about here, the formal diagnosis of diabetes will occur, and you will be started on oral diabetic medications. Usually start with, with metformin, which helps with more insulin production and insulin efficiency. After a period, it will no longer handle things, and a second oral medication will be added. After another period, the oral meds combo will no longer handle things, and insulin and insulin-type meds are added to the management attempts. Usually, by this stage, the heart disease is very prevalent, and the kidney failure is in full swing. Then dialysis starts. Common comorbidities are blindness, loss of limbs such as feet and hands, infections are common. So type 2 diabetes is a pretty well understood pathway. It's important to comprehend that the treatments are simply management of the various progressive phases, not treatment to cure. So that is what the disease does to us. Now, how do we prevent or cure it? The only cure is to modify the lifestyle that caused it to begin with. Patients normally learn their eating and exercise habits from family and friends, so it appears that it runs in families. But it is not due to that. It is due to habits, not primarily genetics. If, as a child, you ate cereal and pancakes and orange juice for breakfast and sandwiches and french fries and cookies and cake and candy and ice cream later, you will have diabetes due to that very negative programming and habit formation. Humans do not need simple carbohydrates in their diet. Our ancestors lived on primarily meat, fats, vegetables, nuts, and some fruit. So a proper diet for optimum health is what is currently known as the paleo diet, which is based on foods our species developed on. Meat of all kinds, 
fats, vegetables, nuts, and some fruit, all in moderation. We currently consume 152 pounds of sugar plus 122 pounds of flour per year. Both are high glycemic metabolic poisons at these quantities, and we just cannot handle that. I want to recommend two books to you. One is Hooked by Michael Moss. In this book, the author spells out how the Western Industrial Food Complex uses your genetic attraction to sweets, salty, and fats to literally get you too addicted to these food inventions. He refers to them as Frankenfoods to maintain their profitability and market shares. The advertisers focus on the 4- to 16-year-old market to establish habits in future customers. The other book is Food by Dr. Mark Hyman. Dr. Hyman is a noted authority on food and nutrition and has written several books about it. I actually recommend all of Dr. Hyman's books. So if you will adhere to the paleo-type diet, all the extremely negative end results and outcomes of diabetes will be eliminated or at least greatly reduced for you. Now, changing habits take effort, so be prepared for that. Now, here is a quick and dirty check for prediabetes. If, as a woman, you have a waist of over 35 inches, and as a man, you have a waist of over 40 inches, you are probably prediabetic. So where are you? So I ask you, are the carbs really worth it? Doesn't it make sense to you to eliminate or cure diabetes rather than try to manage it and have these horrible outcomes? This is your choice. You determine what goes into your mouth. I strongly encourage you to change your eating habits and avoid the very negative outcomes of diabetes. Well, I hope you found our today's topics of interest to you. This is Victor B., your host, reminding you that our website, sciencebasedhealthandwellness.com, is dedicated to providing you with science-based knowledge to help you achieve your health goals. You can submit topics you would like discussed through the question and answer section of our website, and we invite you to become a member. So till next time, just a reminder, you make your habits, then your habits make you.